Okay, I'm going to have a shout out as we prepare for Parsha Shemois. The Torah this week is from Sefer Yishayahu, Perk Chavzayin, Haboim Yashresh Ya'akayim. There's actually, uh, I remember when we were learning Sefer Yavamas, there's a Sefer on Yavamas, the Yashresh Ya'akayim. I remember enjoying that Sefer. So we have over here from the Sefer Chazayin David that Rav Yaakov Ganjian got me on the Haftaras. Right? Chazayin David. What's the Kesher to the Parsha? The Haftarah to the Parsha is Haboim Yashrish Yaakov that speaks about the Bnei Yisrael who came to Mitzrayim, similar to the beginning of the Parsha. Ve'ela Shemais Meitzah Haboim. Actually, both uh, were, both the Parsha and the Haftarah use the word Haboim. And you know, in the Sfarim teach us the word Haboim actually is a remise to all the Goliaths because Beis is Bavel, Aleph is Edom, Yud is Yavan, Mem is um, Madai, and He is Hakoel. You know, Mitzrayim is like, okay. So, the Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Mem He, Kuf Mem He Omebe says, Haboim Yashreish Yaakov Yatsutsuparach Yisrael Tani Rabbi Yosef. What does it mean, those who come and make root in Yaakov will sprout forth and flourish? Tani Rabbi Yosef. These are the Tamir Chachamim in Babel. Sha'oisin Tzitzin Uprachem Latayah. These are the Torah sages in Babel that they make Designs and flowers for the Torah. So the question is, what, what is uh, this referring to? That Tamei Chacham make flowers for the Torah, and why specifically does it refer to the Tamide Chachamim of Bavel, asks Rav Chaim Knievsky in his Sefer on Tanakh called Ta'am Adekra. He says, he quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, he says, My mashma demayri b'tamir chacham. How is it mashma that it's speaking about a Tamil Chacham? Vegam minolej deshavavavel. And how do we know it's in Babel? A, where is there any remez that it's speaking about Tamid Chachamim here? You see anything about Tamid Chachamim? It doesn't say, Habaim, Tamid Chachamim. How do we know it's Tamid Chachamim? How do we know it's Babel? So it says, Rabchayim, Venera Alpihamavur bin Mefarshim. We could explain based on what uh, is clear in the Mefarshim. Look in Rabbeinu Bechayim. In the beginning of Parsha's Vayichi, in the Parsha of Vayikravu Yimei Yisrael, in the Pasuk Vayikravu Yimei Yisrael, that there's a difference between Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov is called, um, is a name used for the Hamoinam. Like all of Kla Yisrael is called Yaakov. Yaakov is sort of a more inclusive language. Yaakov uh, includes even the average Joe. And Yisrael is uh, for the Tamil Chachamim. Yisrael includes even the Tamil Chachamim. V'chein mavuar v'chazal. By the way, I saw an incredible thing in the Psalm for this morning. The, what does the word Yisrael mean? Could you pass that Chumash? The, um, the Pasuk says that when Hashem encountered Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu encountered Hashem, the, so the Rav Hashem was telling Moshe that he's acutely aware of the plight of the Jewish people. The Yibar Shem says like this. Yibar Shem says, "Vayoy merashem ra'oy ra'isi es aniyami." I have seen the affliction of my people, Asher b'Mitzrayim. V'yes ta'akasam shamati, and their outcry I heard mitnei noigisav because of his taskmaster. Ki yadati es machayvav. I know his affliction. So the Yibar Shem is using three expressions of awareness. Ra'ay ra'isi, ra'iyah. 
Shamati, Shmiya, Yadati, Yediya. Tezachsam Sefer, the word Yisrael stands for Yediya, Shmiya, Re'iya, Kel. That God knows, hears, and sees. That's something. Anyway, um, be it as it may, the word Yaakov refers to the Hamoinam. But Yisrael refers to the Tamil Chachamim. Likewise, not, not B'nai Yisrael, but Yisrael. Yisrael. B'chein Mavur B'chazal and B'amitzel Amid Gimel, Amid Beis. It says, Beis Yaakov are the Amei Ha'aretz. Uvimachilta Darshu, Kaysayma Beis Yaakov, sometimes referred to the women even. But B'nai Yisrael are the men. Ah. So it means like this. Haboim Yashresh Yaakov. Those who take root only, those who merely take root are the Amei Ha'aretz, the Hamaynam. But Yotzitzu Parach Yisrael, who's going to flourish? That's Yisrael. Who's that? That's the Tamir Chachamim. Now this Pasuk is going on the Bnei Yisrael who came to Mitzrayim. And we know that Golas Mitzrayim is a simon for all the Dalad Goliaths. So then, when it says Yisrael, Yisrael refers to Tamir Chachamim in Babel and in Golas, who will ultimately make Tzitzin and Pracham Latayra, will cause the Torah to flourish. Okay, that's the first offering for today. That how do we know it's referring to Tamei Chachamim? That's what the term Yisrael refers to. How do we know Bavel? It's a reference to Mitzrayim, which is the Shirish of the Goliath. Number two. So amazingly, not only is this a Mordechai and David song, but it's the Pasuk in Yeshaya. Well, look carefully at the Pasuk. So the shofar will blast. And those who are lost in Ashur and those who are cast away in Mitzrayim, they will bow down to God on the, on the holy mountain in Yerushalayim. A, it seems like everyone will be allowed to enter Yerushalayim. But, it sounds like not everyone will enter the Azara because they'll bow on the holy mountain. Why don't they go any further? I mean, these are Yidin we're talking about who will be gathered. So it sounds like everyone can enter Yushalayim. Really? There are people who are now to enter Yushalayim. Who's now to enter Yushalayim? Matsaira has to be even outside of the Chayim Sayer. What? There are not going to be any Matsairan? On the other hand, it sounds like they can only go to the Harabai, so they won't go to the Azara. So if you look in the Medrash Shoychatayv, on the Pasuk, Soibud Siyayin V'hakifuha, encircle Zion and surround her, Sifru Migdaleha, relate her, castles, Amar of Nachan, Mashahoyo Hushayya. Whatever was, will be. Kishem Shanata HaKadosh Anane Kavoyd, just like God carried the Jews out of Egypt on the clouds of glory, He will do that to them again. It says in the future, Who are these who are floating on a cloud? So, lost love of God will carry us on a cloud. Why will He carry us on a cloud? So, look at Rabchaim Knievsky. On that day, all of Kaiso will come through the clouds. And if so, they'll all be impure. 
They will not be able to enter the Hazara. They will just bow down on the Harabayas. The Tamei Meis Nichnas Lasham. That the Tamei Meis will enter there. Meaning like this. In the Lost of Lava, they're going to come and cause everyone's going to be Tamei Meis. So we're not going to be able to go into the Azara because we're Tamei But we'll bow down on the Harabayas because the Tamei Meis is allowed to go on the Harabayas. Right? The Hazovim, now the Zovim can enter the Harabayas. Only a Tamei Meis is like, by the way, what's the reason we, we don't go to the Harabayas today? Not because we're Tamei Meis. Tamei Meis is allowed to go to the Harabayas because we might be Tumazov. They say, Tumazov, we're not Tumazov. There's a Shash. The Halacha, there's a Shash, we might be Zovim. So a, um, a Tamei Meis is allowed to go to the Azara. But, excuse me, a Tamei Meis is allowed to go into the Harabayas, but you can't go to the Azara. The Tamei Meis Nichnas Lasham. And the Zav cannot even go to the Harabayas. They will be Mishtacha Bebushalayim. But a Mitzrayim Layuaz, there won't be anyone who has Saras. Because man Shekoyin Timu. Because as long as the Koyin doesn't declare someone Tamei, Enoi Tamei is not Tamei, and therefore everyone can enter Yushalayim. So it's like this. They could definitely enter the Harabayas because the only Shash is because they're Tamei Meis and a Tamei Meis is allowed to go to the Harabayas. Aye, what about the Zavim? Zavim will go be Rushalayim. They could still go to Rushalayim and there won't be any Mitzayrah. Okay. Now here's the big whopper. Says the Medrash, this is the Medrash called Medrash Rashbi. Not a common Medrash. Or it's called Philas Rashbi in the Sefer Yalkut Medrashim. It says, When Mashiach comes, Yamoid Michael Hasar Hagadol. Michael, the great officer, will come, Vitoikea Bishoifar, and he'll blow the Shoifar Shloisha Palmin. Shenemar Vahoya Vayemahu, Yitaka Bishoifar Gadol. That shoifar is the right horn of the ram of Isaac. You know, the left horn was uh, was used on Kabbalah Satira, and the right horn will be used God will elongate it at Elaf Amma, up to a thousand Amois. The Tekiah Tekiah is going to blow a Tekiah, why ask of Chaim Knievsky for Yeshli Eon on the sixth line? Lama Davka Elaf Amma. Why does God blow the shofar a thousand Amois? What's the significance of a thousand Amois? Okay, so take out your calculators, take out your pens, take out your Texas instruments, whatever you need. Why Davka a thousand Amois? Ah, the Yeshli says Rab Chaim. The Gemara says in Tamid Lamedes, Miyarichai Hayushoyman Kol Gvini Kroz. Miyarichai Hayushoyman Kol Ashoyfar. There's a Mishnah that says that in Yerichai they would hear many of the phenomenon that took place in Yushalayim, the closing of the doors, and they would smell the Kairas, and they would hear the Shoyfar from Jerusalem to Yerichai. Very far. And the Mepharshim say it was a, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. 
And why Dafki Yerichai? The reasons we actually won't give a share on that. Okay. But in Yerichai, the Hikshua Toysus Yishanim Yuma. The Toysus Yishanim in Yuma asks, the Sham Amrinan, that there in Yuma we say, Sha'agrifa Shama Koilo Shogvine Kroz, Barachai Gimel Parsois. That the sound can only be heard three parsa. And how long was it from Yushalayim to Yerichai? Ten parsa. So how could you hear it in Yerichai, but it only traveled three parsa, and Yerichai was ten parsa? That's the Kasha, the Toysus Yishanim, to which Rabbeinu Tam answers, V'tiras Hashem Rabbeinu Tam, Da'ad Gimel Parsa Shama Kobar. For three parsa, they heard it clearly. And the last seven parsa, they only heard an echo. Fine. Now, in Yushalmi, Parakei of Shkolem, Halacha Aleph, the Girsa Tarishainim, Hagirsa, the Girsa is like this. Sha'agrifa Shama Koiloi Barachai Parsa. That actually, Agrifas didn't hear it three parsa. He only heard it one parsa. Meaning, that, so according to this, he has to say, for one parsa, it was clear. For nine parsa, it was an echo. Now, let's make a cheshven, Rabbi Sai. How much is a parsa? Four mil. How much is a mil? Two thousand amos. So how long is an amma? Excuse me, two thousand amos. So four, a parsa is two thousand amos. Right? Got it? A parsa is 8,000 amos. Ah. A, a mil is, excuse me, a parsa is 8,000 amos. And Yushalayim to Yerichai was 10 parsa. And you could hear it 80,000 amos. And you could hear it clearly for 8,000 amos. Fine. The fact that it says the sound of the shoifar that sounds like mashma the chol shoifar, any shoifar, afilu hakatan, even the smallest shoifar. Right, if the shoifar traveled one, one parsa, which is eight thousand amos, if the shoifar traveled um, one parsa, which is eight thousand amos, that that implies even the smallest shoifar. Now, how? What's the smallest the shoifar could be? A tefach. So me the tenan stam kol hashoifar mash chol shavu hakatan shiru tefach, like it says in nida. That they heard it, Kobar Ad Parsa. That means if a shoifar was an Amabig, how far did it travel? Which is, yeah, a shoifar, which was a tefach, traveled 8,000 um, Amma. So then, if a shoifar is an Amma long, which is six Tvachim, they must have heard it six Parsa. Okay? Because an Amma, which is a Tefach, they heard at one Parsa. And a shoy, if, a, if a Shoifa, which is a Tefach, they heard at one Parsa, then a Shoifa, which is an Amma, they must have heard it six Parsa. And if the Shoifa is ten Amois, then they heard it... Shoyfer, if the Shoifa is ten Amois, they heard it sixty Parsa. And if it's a hundred Amois, they heard it six hundred Parsa. And if it's... Um, and if it's a thousand, they heard it six thousand parsa. The world is six thousand parsa big. So la'asulavai, We know that um, Hashem's going to blow the shofar so the whole world could hear. So how big is the shofar going to have to be so the whole world could hear? It's going to have to be a thousand amos. 
That's why the Medrash says that the Shoifar of La'asad Lavai is going to be a thousand Amos. This way, the whole world could hear it. Says of Chaim, how do we know the world is 6,000 Amos? Kinaminam bibsachim, saidamazam bez, shita, alfi, parsa, hava, alma. The world is 6,000 Amos. Glachin, parsa. Obviously. Right? Not for God. Not for God. Like the Pasuk says, So therefore, again, let's get the Cheshven. If a Shoifer, which is a Tefach, you could hear it a Parsa. So an Amma, you could hear it six Parsa. And ten Amos is sixty Parsa. A hundred Amos is six hundred Parsa. And a thousand Amos is six thousand parsa. So there you go. And you know, and the islands off of the Caribbean, they're they're lost there forever. Okay. So Dine Rashi, the Psachim Shamkasa, the Hani Vav Alafim Parsa, these six thousand parsa. Right, how big is the world? Six thousand parsa. That the truth is, Rashi says it's only from east to west. is really twelve thousand. But yeah, it's twelve thousand parsa. Right, but Michal is in the middle of the world, so it travels both ways, and and uh, that's how everyone hears. Beautiful. So. There you go. Okay, weiter in the Haftar. Lachain, Koyama, Rashem, Obeisya, Koyvasher, Pada, Sabraham, Layata, Yevosha, Koyev, Layata, Anaviachavaru. So this is a very uh, mysterious passage. Koyama, Rashem, Obeisya, Koyvasher, Pada, Sabraham. So says the Lord to the base Yaakov, who redeemed Abraham. Yaakov redeemed Abraham? When would Abraham needed to have been redeemed? Well, I don't, it doesn't say it's chus in this passage. I don't see it. it says that Yaakov redeemed Abraham. Yeah. How, when did Abraham need to be redeemed? It was in the fire. So the Medrash says that Abraham was only redeemed in the chus of Yaakov. Abraham needed the chus of Yaakov? He didn't have enough chus so the Gemara says a very interesting challenge. The Gemara in Sanhedrin Yotesam based. Lochain, Vayomar Hashem Elbeis Yaakov, Asher Pada Avraham. Vichihechon Matsinu Biyakov Shapadoy La Avraham. Where do we find that Jacob redeemed Abraham? Amar Rabbi Huda, Shapadoy Mitzagidobanim. That Avraham should have had Tagidobanim. He should have had difficulty raising children. Instead, for Avraham, it was a piece of cake. And who got all the Sagid Obanim? Yaakov took it. Yaakov took it on the chin for Abraham. You should not be embarrassed, Yaakov. Um, what does that mean? Do not be embarrassed from your father. Do not be ashamed. So the Gemara seems to be saying an astonishing thing that really Abraham should have had Sagid Obanim and Yaakov took it from him. 
Here's a piece of cake. But to raise the Shvatim, to raise the Shvatim, that was Tagi Doban. So says Rashi, what was the Tzagi Dobanim? Raising the Shvatim. Says Toysus, Teresh HaKonchus, Gido Yirbe Shvatim. Says Toysus, V'leina Hira, Chada, number one, De'enoi Tzar, Elasimcha. Having children, having children is a Tzar? What's the Tzar in having children? Children are joy, children are happiness. Kida Amrinan, you know why grandparents and grandchildren get along? Because they have a common enemy, right? Um, like we find by Oyved of Edom, when um, Oyved of Edom housed the Oroin, God rewarded him with children. So what do you mean God rewarded him? I thought children are tsar. What kind of reward is it to have children? If it's a, if children are a pain in the neck, who then, why is it a reward to have children? Must be children are simcha. So what does it mean that, that Yaakov redeemed Abraham from tsar? Banim. Banim are not tsar. Banim are simcha. Va'oid, Abraham had tsar uh, He had banim from Keturah. One or two kids is not tsar gidobanim. Tsar gidobanim is when you have a big family. But Abraham, Abraham had a big family. He had a lot of kids from Keturah. Lakshin, Yakshan, right? All those guys. And the answer is, Lamaisa, there was excessive tsar that Yaakov had, the tsar of Yosef and his brothers, Shem and Dina, and the Gilgal, you read us, Mitzrayim, Yaakov, you know, had a lot of turmoil. So, but really, Abraham should have had it, and Yaakov took it away from him. So the question is, what in the world is Tysus saying? Children are a simcha? They're not a tsar? One of the ten curses, one of the ten curses that Chava had was Hashem cursed her with tsar gidobanim. Hashem cursed her with tsar gidobanim. No, 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 there are a few things. Pregnancy hurts, the labor hurts, the birth hurts, and then them living with you hurts. Right? So, that the Gemara... That's a different... Andrish Tsar. Okay? But the Gemara in Ibrahim says, Amr of Yitzchak Baravdimi, Esr Kholois Neskala Lachava. Ela Isha Amahar Ba'arba Elu Shnei Tipe Damim. First, one Tsar is Dam Nida. One is Dam Besulim. Tsar Gidu Banim. Tsar Ho'ibur. Etzav Teldi Banim. So women have a hard life. Women have a hard life. So basically what Rechem Kiyemsky is asking is there's a Stiran Shas. On the one hand, the Gemara says that having children is very painful, not just bearing them, raising them. On the other hand, Toysus asks that how could Rashi say that Yaakov took away the Tzar Gidobanim of Abraham, but, but Toysus says having children is a simcha. Really? It's a simcha? Where have you been? The Gemara says it's a klala. The Gemara says raising children is a klala. The pe- and Toy says, no! It was a mechaya. Children are mechaya. In fact, the Gemara Brachos and Samagimel Medei says that Hashem rewarded Oyved with children. So basically, it's a steer and shas. If children are a bracha, so I understand it's a reward, but the Gemara in says children are a klala. So Chaim says it's pashat. 
answers Pashat. Avada, children are the greatest bracha in the world. But they would have been an even bigger bracha had Chava not sinned and they don't come along with Tzar Gidobanu. Meaning once, like this, once there's a curse of Chava, then the only way you could have kids is with Tzar. There's no way of kids without Tzar. Kids come along with Tzar. So, if now you don't have, not everybody's going to have them. It's a bracha to have them. But if you're going to have them, they're going to come with Tzar. And it's Kedai to have them with Tzar. It's Kedai. Overall, it's Kedai. So it's like this. When Oyved housed the Aron, he was rewarded with children. And it's with having children the greatest simcha. It doesn't mean he didn't have Targi Dabanim. Everyone has Targi Dabanim. But, um, what Toysus is Kasha on, Toysus Kasha on Rashi is what does it mean that Yaakov took away the children from Abraham? But children is a bracha. Yeah. Children is a bracha. Once, yes, they come along with Sar. But children overall is a bracha. The answer is Yaakov's children brought him a, a, a larger degree of tzach. Look in Rav Chaim Kinyasi. He says like, he says, Koyam Hashem al Yaakov, Asher Padas Avraham. In the Gemara Sanhedrin, it says he was, he was redeemed him from Tzar Gidobana. So Toysa says in Parish HaKontras, Gido Yud Be'ishvatim. V'laynira, Chada De'enoi Tzar, you could have children without Tsar. Then it was a Klala that not to have children only with Tsar. But after the Klala, you can't have children unless you have Tsar. It's for sure a Simcha for a person. That he have this tsar. It's a, it's, you know, if you have kids who are whining and kvetching and asking and pestering, that's a tremendous simcha. It's a simcha to have that tsar. It's a simcha to have that tsar. So therefore, it's reward. The reward that Oyved got was he had kvetchy children. That was the tsar. Because that's the only way to have them. There's no alternative. That's the way they come. You know, how Enachanami, had it not been for the curse of Chava, then the children would come and they'd be born perfectly behaved, polite, courteous, grateful, but they don't make them that way anymore. That's not how they come. Before the sin, the children were born before, but once they ate, they had, but once they ate, once they ate, you know, they, uh, Anyway, Rabbi Sai, I'll tell you one more thing. We'll just end up with one more thing from the beginning of the parsha. Uh, you could turn off because I say something very interesting. From the beginning of the parsha, it talks about the uh, shvatim. We have three psukim about the names of the shvatim. Ruvein Shema and Levi Yehuda, Yisachar's Volanu Benyamin, Dan Benafnali, God Ve'Asher. Like who decided where to put the psukim? You can have one long pasuk. Ruvein Ruvein Shema and Levi Yehuda. You know, you can make it one possible. Like, who decided where to put the stops? By the way, I always wondered about this. Never got an answer. And there's comma, 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 dot. Who decided, like, after four, we take a break and we do a na-na? Then, then five. 
Then all of a sudden we do ten. Like who who decided where to put the commas? That's a different shaila, right? Yeah, we we spoke about that. But where to put the commas? So here also, like who decided? So the psukim are uh, misinai. So why do we group them together? Four, three, four. So some services like this. Ruvain Shimon Levi Huda. Arbanay Leia. That's the first Pasuk. The last Pasuk, Don Venaftali God Vaasher, Bnei Bila and Zilpa. By the way, what's Yitzhius Mitzrayim called? The Kor? Habarzel. You know it's called Kor Habarzel? Barzel. Bila, Rachel, Zilpa, Leia. This is the Kor of the Dalari Mice. Anyway, the last Pasuk are the Bnei Hashvacha, are Don Venaftali God Vaasher. The middle Pasuk and the foundation of Kali Yisrael are Yisachar, the Vulan, and Binyamin. Yisachar are the Lamde Taira. Zavulan are the Machzike Taira. And Binyamin is the Achsanya Shalmaka, and he housed, he was the host of Akalish Baruch Hu. You know, the Beis Hamikdash was in the Chelek of Binyamin, right? Yedid Hashem, Yishka, So the truth is, the middle, the backbone of Kali, so Yisachar, Zavulan, and Binyamin, that some cipher brings down, it's Taira, Avoida, and Gemilas Chasad, and Yisachar is Taira, Binyamin is Avoida, and Zavulan is Gmilas Chasadim. Rabbi Isai, have a great one. No, this is Rabchaim, right. So, uh, Baruch Tia Mikala Amem.